Hang on to your hats and glasses. This is the wildest ride in the wilderness. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Wrestling Figures. Scott and Jeff from Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast are back for another episode. Should be a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is 80s wrestling fan Brian back with Jeff and Scott from Fully Posable for another episode of Legendary Wrestling Figures. Scott, Jeff, how are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Thank you for having us. It's been a while since we talked to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Kayfabe, brother. (laughs) Bob Bob Barker has passed away, which is very sad. Oh, I know. Oh, man, yeah. This uh, this past couple weeks has been hard, man. I mean, between Pee Wee Herman... Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, and today Bob Barker. It's it's been a rough couple weeks, man. And for our era, man, Bob Barker was the king of staying home sick. Yeah, right? you're watching him during the day on or during the morning on the game shows. And man, another legend. Yeah, very sad and such a uh, a proponent or advocate for animal rights. So, oh yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely, man. Yep. Um. One of the things we were talking about last time is how you guys started sharing your figures uh, fairly quickly. Uh, I had to ask, I wanted to ask Scott though, when you guys, before you were sharing figures and you would go to the store, um, I was, I must've been kind of a little bastard because I was uh, always trying to like manipulate my brother. I'd be like, Oh, look at that. We've got, uh, uh, we've got um, macho man, Randy Savage. And, um, Bruno San Martino. How about I get Macho Man? You get Bruno. Does that sound cool? You know, and to... <laughs> or, or it'd be like, uh, oh, look at that, Jesse Ventura and Mean Gene Okerlund. I could have Jesse. You could get Mean Gene. What do you think? You know. So, <laughs> so you guys, did you share the figures at all, or you guys weren't sharing your figures? You know, we were pretty good about it, and he wasn't as big a wrestling fan as I was. But, um, but yeah, if I remember right, we each had twenty uh before we stopped collecting and and yeah there was times when it'd be like like i say it'd be something like oh look uh you know there's uh andre the giant and and hillbilly jim how about i go with andre and you get hillbilly you know so (laughs) that's great no i you know actually i think we worked more as like a tag team going to the stores because i remember one time specifically we walked in and they had come out. Now, this was before the day of the internet, obviously. You didn't know when new figures were going to be hitting the pegs, which was great. I love surprises. So we go down the aisle, and they've got SD Jones and Bruno San Martino sitting on the pegs. I hadn't seen them before. I had no idea where they were coming out. And so I totally fangirled out, like, oh, my gosh, they're on the pegs. This is great. I had no idea. But these guys are holding them in their hands. And so I walk up, and Jeff's next to me. And I walk up to the guy and I'm like, oh, dude, is that the, or you did it? No, you did it. Oh, I did it. So I walk up to the guy and I'm like, oh, that's SD Jones. Like, I hadn't seen that figure yet. Can I look at it real quick? And the guy's like, yeah, here you go. And the guy hands it to me and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And I just kind of walk away and go down the next time. And like, Jeff was completely keyed in on what I was doing. He didn't stand there like an idiot, just looking at the guys like, he'll be back. He he hightailed it with me. And we got out of Dodge and basically hid until those guys left. And then we ran up to mom. We're like, mom, SD Jones, Bruno San Martino, can we get them? So yeah, we worked more as a tag team in the stores than we did working against each other. So it was it was pretty good. 
Brian, nice. can I tell you can I tell you a funny story that is prior to what happened that day? Oh, of course. <laughs> so we bugged our mom all day. It was on a Saturday, I believe. We bugged our mom all day. Can we go to Toys R Us? Can we go to Toys R Us? She's like, yes. We go to Toys R Us. We're on 880 South. We're coming up on the exit to go to Toys R Us in Hayward, California. Our mom gets into a car accident. She's shaken. Oh, yeah. She rear-ended somebody. Luckily, nobody was hurt. It wasn't super serious. The funny part is, after you know they exchange information, everything's good to go. Everybody's okay. And mom is shook. Mom is shook. Scott looks over at her, and he goes, are we still going to Toys R Us? <laughs> I was like, we're still going to Toys R Us, right? This bastard. <laughs> the look she gave me to this day, I will never forget it. It was like she was shooting daggers into me through her eyes. Oh, man. <laughs> she wanted to kill me. I almost became an only brother that day. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Oh, oh nice. That's when yeah. you became the favorite. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to say, you know, it would probably make you feel better about this mom is if we went and looked at some toys. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to make me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I was also thinking about the story of uh, bringing all your as many figures as you could fit into your car home and having to leave some <laughs> of them at your grandma's house. And I was just thinking, well, yeah, because there's you can only fit so many LJ and guys in the under your seatbelt. You probably only had three seats in the car that were empty. So, you know, <laughs> buckling buckling them in, you know. Well, we difficult. used to actually take them with us when we went on family vacations as well. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about that. So did you guys go on like a yearly uh, Disney trip or uh, were there other destinations that you guys went a lot? Well, Disney was the primary one. We would do that once a year, pretty much every August, like right before school started. Um, our parents, and then we had mentioned them in the previous episode, Big Dave, the guy who had the USS flag. Our family and his family would go. Dave's an only child. And that's why we would beat up Jeff all the time. So... Um, <laughs> We would basically go to Disneyland every single year, but Jeff and I were so addicted to the LJN figures, we insisted on them coming with us. So our parents had this gigantic tank of a car, and it had a gigantic trunk to go with it. So the cool thing about mom is she was almost like playing Tetris with the bags and the snacks and everything that had to go on the trip, and she's kind of forming these walls in the trunk. And dead center in the trunk that she's forming these walls around is the LJN ring heaped with our figures piled inside. Very cool. Oh, yeah. And it was they just, had to and it was just part of the trip that you guys, that's what you did every time you went, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the worst part was is we would barely play with them. Yeah, because but they had to come with us. <laughs> because we would be so tired from walking around Disneyland in the heat. You know, we get back to the room and it's like, oh, mom brought these. We should probably play with them. And then literally you would be playing with them for about 10 minutes and you're falling asleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got you got junkyard dog versus Randy Savage in your hand and you're like dozing off and everything like that. But yeah, they were like two star matches, but you know, what's funny is that brings back so many memories that, you know, happy memories, you know, you, you had your LJNs, you had walked around Disneyland all day and it was just happy memories going swimming. The parents really, really gave us a good childhood and the toys were a big part of that. And so was the yearly vacations to Disneyland. Yeah, did you guys do the uh, the technique of go hard in the morning, come in the afternoon for a, a couple hours of swimming or napping, and then go back that night? That was it, dude. Hundred percent. You dude, nailed that's it. exactly what we did, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would do that exact same thing, and then my mom was a little more 
hardcore. She liked to like take us out of school the first or second week of school. A lot of times, usually not the first week, but because that's when it would be less busy at the park or, yes. you know, so, yeah. so we go in off season a lot of times or after school had just started and, uh, and have a, a little bit less of a line, but uh, you know, it's nothing like it is now. I remember going in February or whenever and being able to get on space mountain and then get off the ride. And then you, you run all the way back up to the front of the line and, and get right back on, especially on days it was raining or something. It was just a, a whole different experience as a kid to go to Disneyland than it is now. Oh yeah. Now there is no good time to go. If you don't like crowds, it's just, it's year round crowds. doesn't matter when you go. Yeah. We've, um, we didn't go for about 19 years and, uh, Last year, uh, my wife and I went in towards the end of March, and there was, it was, it was nice. Uh, that fast pass system they had worked out really well. Um, oh yeah, not fast pass. It's uh, I forget what it was key. called. Genie, yeah. But it, oh yeah, the genie. So yeah. first, yep. So that I was just booking, you know, a ride. Once I got queued into the ride we were going on, I'd book the next one, and and uh and it was a lot of fun went well but uh nothing like those trips as a kid for sure oh yeah definitely so many memories did, did you guys have a go-to hotel you stayed at pretty much every time so we actually split it the the entire trip into two so when we would go the first day we would stay at a hotel called farm deville which was right okay. next to knott's berry farm yeah. and the reason that we did that is our parents and big dave's parents would treat themselves to a chicken dinner at knott's berry farm <laughs> We'd stay the night at Farm DeVille. And the cool part was is their hotel pool had a slide. So we thought that uh -huh. that was incredible. We'd go to Knott's Berry Farm the next day. And then we'd drive to Anaheim. And oh, was it the Saga that we would the stay saga. at in Anaheim? Yeah. I don't know what it is now or if it's been demolished and they built something else. I don't know. But there was a hotel called the Saga. And they had a little shopping center off of it. I think it's still there. And they had a pizza place and we would go eat at that pizza place like every day. But Saga is where we stayed mostly when we went. Very cool. Yeah, we've uh, we stayed at the Sheraton all the time, which was also pretty close to Disneyland and had a nice pool. Oh, nice. Um, and, it, and it was less expensive than, you know, Disneyland Hotel. I remember staying at the Disneyland Hotel. I think maybe we did it twice, but I know we at least did it once. But it was a little more spending than the other places. And and the monorail getting to the park was kind of cool instead oh, of... Yeah. Uh, going through the front entrance but uh but yeah it was rare to stay at the disneyland hotel yeah as i've gotten older i've definitely come to appreciate the monorail and staying at the disneyland hotel as opposed to getting the cheap hotel that's like five blocks away and you're having a hoof it every day no thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Too old for that <laughs> end of the day is where it gets really rough yes yeah. absolutely yeah yep so um as far as uh, the the Disney trips, do you guys each have like a top three Disney rides and you can go uh, back then and up to now? What are your uh, favorite three rides each? Uh, my number one is People Mover. Oh, People Mover was always number one because that was always the ride that never had a line. And if it was getting close to noontime, the crowds would start to filter in. It's still hot. So you could jump on the people mover. Or your feet are killing you and you just want to chill for like 20 minutes. Jump yep. on people mover. Yep. Um, wow. Number two, or I'd say Space Mountain. And then I'd probably go either Splash Mountain. Yeah, Big Thunder or Splash Mountain would probably be tied for about number three. Interesting. Uh, my, yeah, my favorite ride right now is Toy Story 3D. Oh, good ride. Over in uh, DCA. So that's my number two. 
And I guess number three would be, I, I guess, Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I forgot about... Okay, I need to do, redo my top three, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of the Resistance is number one. Everything it, else is... Oh, uh, wow. That overtakes People Mover? I'm not a Star Wars fan. Wow. I'm not a Star Wars fan, but man, being on that ride, it's, it's a whole different experience. That's number one. It's my favorite ride of all time. Man, I... I can't believe People Mover is up there for you guys. Did you just love the Tron part of it, or I thought it was great. Yeah, I loved every bit of it, but mostly it was because my feet were killing me, and I could get off of them for twenty minutes and chill on a ride. Okay, cool. And also, yeah. when you were, um, I, I, I guess I don't know if this is PC, but like you were going there to try to uh, pick up girls. Uh, it, it gave you kind of a bird's eye view so, oh. <laughs> you know, as, as a teenager looking around like oh hey like that yep. one's cute so, hey wait there when we get off the ride we'll come find you it worked well for that too as a teenager yeah like the sky ride yeah, yeah. exactly yes yes yep yep yeah and that one it's uh it's not surprising it's not there anymore who knows what people would be doing how many people a day would be falling out of that one oh my gosh yeah, yeah. or dropping things out of it i think that's why they got rid of it to begin with so brian More i got i got to ask you what's your top 3 so for me uh nothing will ever take over uh pirates of the caribbean when i was uh, the first time my folks took me i was probably 4 and uh they took me on that and then when we got off the the ride. I remember my mom said, well, what's your, what was your favorite part? And I said, this part, because I was scared. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> so being like a little four-year-old and getting off the ride, that was, that was my favorite part, but just the whole smell in there that when you yes. get in with the, yeah. uh, whenever they treat, I forget what chemical they treat the water with, but uh, my kids the, talk about that too. Yeah. They walk in and it's that smell that you get when you first walk in. I know exactly what you're talking about. Magic dust. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, that and uh, just how it starts off in the bayou all, you know, the, the ceiling is so high. You can see the shooting stars where the uh, the Blue Bayou restaurant is and the guy yes. picking the banjo. And you get to yell and, at the uh, restaurant to throw you a piece of bread. Right. right. The two <laughs> little waterfalls. Just, so that one's uh, number one for me. And uh, and then from there, Rise of the Resistance was phenomenal. That yeah. was uh, I believe what they've done as far as the experience that going on that ride is. Absolutely, and so, yeah. so yeah, just a, such a job well done. Um, and, and if you don't know what's going to happen, it's a, it's just a really cool, uh, you know, before you actually get into your, your buggy or whatever, just the whole lead up to it is really phenomenal. So yeah, calling it experience, you're exactly right. Cause that's what it is, is an experience. I don't even call it a ride. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah, and like I say, we hadn't been there since um, 2003. So my wife and I went in, I think, 98 and 2003, and then we hadn't been there again. So 2022, last March when we went, um, we headed over to Star Wars land first. Of course, hadn't seen it. And we went on Smuggler's Run, and we got the engineer positions. And I was just like, well, shit, this thing, the the millennium falcon looks amazing but that that ride was just i was just like is that all it is i was really disappointed in smuggler's run and i'm like there's only two rides in star wars or in uh, you know in the star wars land and so then being able to go on rise of the resistance it just you know blew us away absolutely absolutely amazing so, yeah it's insane yeah and then uh that three spot that's where it gets really tough um 
I've got such love for uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Um, I, I guess I'd go Big Thunder Mountain, but the Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain are, you know, right up there in the in the favorites as well. But yeah, I'll go uh, Pirates and Rise of the Resistance and Big Thunder. I just love Big Thunder. That that's such a fun roller coaster. We've actually got a funny story about Big Thunder. So Jeff, as a kid, was deathly afraid of that ride. I was he's, terrified of roller coasters. He's like six or seven years old, terrified of roller coasters. And both families wanted to all go on Big Thunder. And Jeff's like, I'll just wait out here. My mom's like, the hell you are. You're going to go on this ride. You're not waiting out here. Jeff sat on a bench and refused to get up. Wow. D Big Dave's dad went over to Jeff and was like, come on, let's go. He's trying to talk Jeff into it. Jeff grabs onto the bench and he's like, I'm not going. Roger tried to get Jeff up off of the bench and Jeff is grabbing onto the bench. Roger grabbed Jeff's feet and like picked him up and Jeff was holding on. Jeff was horizontal to the ground, <laughs> grasping onto the bench. Roger's holding his feet. Jeff absolutely refused to go on that ride to the point where I think one of the parents had to sit out with you. So you didn't have one to go on One of the parents it. sat out with me, but the parents were also laughing because I'm parallel to the ground. Yeah, I think we have a picture of it. I was it, like Superman, dude. I was like holding onto the bench. <laughs> you were like not going on that ride. Or like a wrestler holding onto the top rope and, you know, <laughs> trying to be dragged out or something like that. Yeah. I was like that, dude. And uh, they were laughing so hard that finally they just gave up and they're like, all right, I'll sit out with them. And so, But now he loves the ride. Yeah, but, now uh, I love the ride. But as a kid, absolutely terrified. <laughs> Yeah, as you were describing that, I was thinking of a wrestler holding on to the top rope, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope they didn't just drop him like, uh, <laughs> like yeah, Harley like, Race gets Yeah, like Roger gave him a big like lift, and then Jeff hit the concrete. Like, I wish that had happened, yeah, but it did not, unfortunately. Far about the tie to this day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, um, we actually uh, got to see the emergency, or the Disneyland uh, uh, emergency room, I guess it's called. Uh, one night, my brother was uh, running on the sidewalk while we we're waiting for the electrical parade and and tripped on his feet or something and, and got a goose egg right on his forehead. So we got to, to go to the medical area in Disneyland. Wasn't sure if you guys have ever got to see that backstage area. No. <laughs> I haven't seen the emergency area, but I have seen like the little um, like the care ward. I don't know if it's still there, but it was right off of the main street off to the right hand side. Yeah, that, I, I've only seen that once. That that might be the part I'm talking about. I was pretty young, so that, okay. that could be it. Gotcha. And big, big thunder. The scariest time we ever had on that is, I don't know if you guys uh, did. Your folks ever have camcorders or or buy camcorders and have were they ever filming you guys or anything? No, no. Huh? We always Lots just, of pictures, but yeah, that we had to take to Presto Prince. Yeah. <laughs> So, so the first camcorder that we had was one where my dad got a uh, JVC camcorder and it looked like like an old TV crew where this thing would sit up on your shoulder and, and probably weighed 20 pounds. And then oh, yeah. it had a cord and that cord would attach to a, uh, a backpack, uh, kind of like it almost looked like a cooler that went over your shoulder where you held the VCR portion of it. So they, oh so he was God. walking around like a little camera crew following us around with, uh, <laughs> with a VCR on one shoulder and the actual camcorder filming on the other shoulder. And I remember being next to him riding on Big Thunder Mountain as he's trying to hold on to that camcorder and film the whole ride. And we were just thinking, oh, I hope he doesn't lose this expensive <laughs> camcorder and have it go, you know, flying through the air on, on Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A, That's yeah. dedication. 
Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, not only that, but now I appreciate, man, that must have been such a pain in the ass walking around with a one a backpack on one shoulder and the camcorder on the other through Disneyland. I mean, just just walking around now with uh, with a, a small backpack with a couple bottled waters is a pain in my ass. So I can't imagine walking around with one of those makes, huge camcorders. Makes you appreciate right. GoPros nowadays, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, like your yeah. phone. And appreciate my dad back in the day. Jeez. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's dedication, dude. Wow. Yep. Yep. Did you guys ever uh, get to do any? Uh, I'll tell a story. When I was, uh, we went one trip where we went to Universal Studios and we went to Disneyland, and it was uh, right in the middle of July. I've got a, a July 11th birthday, so we went on this trip. I was probably nine or ten, and one day when we're at Universal Studios. Uh, I got picked to be the kid that goes and sits on the bike with E.T. Oh, with, you know, nice. Yeah. So I've got a picture even now of myself on the on the bike, uh, you know, for that part of the show. And it was like the very next day we're eating at the Pinocchio Village House in uh, the restaurant in Fantasyland at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And we'd never seen the Sword in the Stone show before. So I'm. I'm bugging my parents as we're eating our grilled cheese or whatever we're having. I'm like, we need to go. We need to go. We're going to, the show's supposed to be at, at noon and it's like 1150. We need to go. And they're like, we'll get there. We'll be, we'll be fine. Just keep eating. We'll wash our hands and we'll go. And it's like, we need to hurry. So, so we get over to the, uh, the care, the uh, carousel where they're having the sword and the stone show. Mm -hmm. And we're at the very back of the crowd. It's probably 20 people deep. And, and I, you know, it's a little bit hard to see for a, a small kid. And I'm upset that we're at the back of the crowd. And as we're waiting for the show to start, um, somebody taps me on the back of the shoulder and, hey, do you want to try and pull the sword out of the stone? So oh, on that, nice. on that same trip, I got to go and, and be the little kid that, you know, you struggle for a second and it doesn't come out. And Merlin talks a little bit more. And then then when it does pull out of there, it's you get this little certificate that says you're the king of Disneyland for a day. They put the crown and the scepter and the and the robe on you. And so I've got a picture with Merlin from that same trip. But I always felt bad for my little brother who's four years younger watching his big brother get to do these <laughs> really cool things. And uh, well, he's just the just you know there for the ride, basically. So <laughs> Hello. Do any of you guys remember the people mover at Disneyland? It was a perfect way to take your feet off the ground. Sit back, relax, enjoy what's going on around you. So if you feel like having that feeling while you're hard at work, gardening, doing, uh, I don't know, painting wrestling figures, and you want to have something make you feel like you relaxed and just taking in the scenery, listen to the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. It's Scott and Jeff, the Toon Brothers, and they've been doing it a long time. In fact, it's the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast. So again, if you want to feel like you're on the People Mover Podcast, listen to Jeff and Scott, Fully Posable Wrestling Figures, the podcast. So the question is, is you still have that certificate? Uh, yeah, I actually have the certificate and nice. I have uh, both the pictures. So nice, nice. I'll have to uh, 
I'll have to share those with you. It's, it was it was a pretty amazing trip. Yeah, that's send, awesome. Send Did you get to send us on, on over, man? Did you get to call everybody peasants for the rest of the day? <laughs> I should have thought of it. Unfortunately, I didn't. <laughs> Wish I had. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, funny yeah, story to kind of bring this back to wrestling figures a little bit too. Yeah. We've talked about it on our show and nobody seems to remember this. Maybe you do. You mentioned Universal Studios. Do you remember, and I want to say it was 1986, 1987, Universal Studios had a kiosk that was selling LJN figures. Ooh, I don't remember that at all. Okay. I was but, just wondering. But it brings me to a question. Did Where did you guys buy your LJNs? Was it all Toys R Us or... Uh, primarily Hayward Toys R Us. Uh, I had a contact there by the name of Barbara. I, I managed to make friends with her and I was calling there like four or five times a day asking if they got new stuff. And it was always Barbara that picked up and I'd go in, she knew who I was. I knew who she was. Um, so that was our primary spot, but I mean, you had your kind of offshoots like KB toys, uh, Mervyn's Kmart. Best. Those, yeah. Best was another one. Yeah. Right down the street service merchandise. Uh, you'd get, you know, random figures there. Best was a good one for the Remcos. I know we got a lot of the Remcos at Best, uh, but for the LJNs, primarily it was Hayward Toys R Us. Funny thing is, Brian, is I would wake up before Scott on summer vacation. So I would be up at about eight o'clock to watch Jetsons and all that stuff. Scott would wake up at about 10 30, 11 o'clock. You know, he's a teenager. And uh, Scott would be getting up and he's all, Have you called Ta- Hayward Toys R Us yet? And I'm like, no, dude, I just, I've been eating cereal, watching Jetsons or cartoons. And he's all, you little punk, you need to call Toys R Us. <laughs> You're not doing your job. Yeah. And I'm like, well, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know what time they get the truck in and stuff like that. And Scott's like, you need to call them right now. So I would call down there. I'd ask for Barbara. Barbara would be like, oh, no, but you know what? We might be getting a truck in later today. So Scott and I would be watching AWA Wrestling on ESPN. Scott would be right on the phone during AWA's commercial break calling Barbara. <laughs> Had to wait for a commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would be like, hey, Barbara, this is Scott. Did you happen to get in any figures? And most of the time she would say no. But when she said yes, dude, the excitement that would come through us, it would be like, oh, what does she have? You know, like what, what was in this magical case or this palette that came in? You yeah, know? and you're sitting next to me waiting to like look at my eyes to see if my eyes got big. Like, yeah. oh, they got new figures. Then immediately hang up with Barbara and call dad at work. Dad, after work, can we go to Toys R Us? Because Barbara <laughs> has new WWF figures in. That was another funny thing is dad, sometimes we didn't call dad. So dad would get home from work and he would look at us and Scott and I would be on the top or the middle landing as they would, you know, you walk into the parents' house and you walk up a few steps. But we would be standing there looking at dad like, we need to go right now. <laughs> and dad would be looking at us like, uh, you know, like you could just see him defeated and deflating. Yeah, like as a dad now, <laughs> I understand that look. Like <laughs> you've worked all day. Now you've got two kids bothering you to go to a toy store that's all the way two cities over. And I get it. But yeah, again, just to go back to it, man, we were so blessed to be given the parents that we were because they they really took care of us, man. What if we wanted wrestling figures, we got wrestling figures. We're just very fortunate. Yeah, what what awesome parents. My uh I know my dad talks about it now when I when I talk to him about Christmas's past and he said that uh, uh the home office from from his uh, from where he worked at the time was in Sacramento. So that was about an hour and 20 minutes away and Sacramento had a Toys R Us, but we didn't. 
And so if it was any time close to Christmas, my mom would have lists filled out for him to make his trip to Toys R Us and try to pick up everything he could off the list and, and get that for us for Christmas. So. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome, man. The sacrifices our parents made, you know, when you become a parent yourself, you that's when you truly understand it and you get it. Yeah, it's, it's something where, uh, you know, I love having a, a couple nieces, but um, man, you people that actually have kids, man, uh, good job. Uh, I, I don't think <laughs> Uh, the patience and, and the energy. Oh my God. Yeah. They take so much energy. So, Oh yeah, that's, that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're going and to how Disneyland. Far are... Speaking of Disneyland, we're actually going uh, to be going in October for the, oh. uh, the boogie bash event. Yeah. And we're only going for two days and I'm already thinking like, Oh my God, my feet are going to be killing me after day one. <laughs> how am I going to get through day two? So yes, you mentioned energy. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I haven't been to the uh, the Halloween stuff yet. Someday that would be fun to check out. So, yeah, definitely. I think we're only going to do it this one time. We've never been before either, but we're just going to do it the once, just to to say we did it. You know. Yep. Yep. How far away was the uh, uh, the arena when you guys would go to shows? The Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Was it like a, a half an hour or or an hour or? Nah, it, 10 to 15 minutes yeah 10 minutes down the road mom used to take us to a's games all the time and uh for those that don't know the oakland coliseum is right next door to where the a's play at the oakland coliseum um the arena is right next door so it was about 10 to 15 minutes to get there so it wasn't too too far um but you know what's funny is that excitement all day you're just sitting there you're like i can't wait i'm gonna get to see hogan tonight I'm going to get to see Savage, you know, Tito Santana. You're just sitting there all day and time moves so slow. And you're just sitting there antsy, antsy. You try to do everything you can. You're playing Nintendo. You're playing figures. You're playing with toys. You go outside to play basketball. But it just seems like time moved so slowly as a kid the day of the show. Yeah. And do you remember they used to bounce between the Coliseum and the Cow Palace mm -hmm. over here in our neck of the woods? Mm -hmm. And you were always hoping that the Coliseum got the better of the two shows. Yep. Because if Cow Palace got a better match, oh, you were so pissed. And you're like, please, can we go to the Cow Palace? And mom and dad are like, no, that's too far. We'll just wait next month. They'll be back at the Coliseum. We'll just go to that one instead. But you were always hoping that you got the better matches on the Coliseum show. Yeah, we uh, we were again. It was Sacramento for the shows I went to. So being an hour and twenty minutes away, it was uh, it was a little rough to, uh, especially on the way home. And the one that probably ended us going was uh, November sixteenth, nineteen eighty eight. They there was a taping for Saturday night's main event, the one oh. where Warrior went to against uh, Super Ninja. And uh, Macho Man faced Andre the Giant with Jake the Snake getting involved. And you know, oh. a dark match. It was Hogan Boss Man. And, and for the recording, it was uh, the first time that anybody got to lay their hands on Brother Love when uh, they had an in-ring Brother Love where, where Hogan slammed him and handcuffed him to the ropes and stuff. But, but the problem was, I think it started 7.30, 8 o'clock, and it didn't get over till close to midnight. And Oh, man. So, you know, I was in wrestling heaven for most of it, but my <laughs> on forever. But my dad, I'm sure he was just like so done with going to wrestling events after that. Just having oh, to, for sure. Was that a weekday that it happened on? Um, I think it was a Friday night, and I I could be wrong, but uh, 
but yeah, if I if I had to guess, I'd say it was something like a Friday night. Oh man, and especially if like you have to get up and go to work the next day too. That yeah. sucks, man. That sucks. Brian. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy Eric, when uh when his family moved to Sacramento, his dad would uh drive when he would work during the week and stay with uh, uh Eric and his mom uh and his sister uh while his dad was working, his dad would like drive from Sacramento to Oroville, pick him up, drive back to the uh, arena for a show. And then after the show, go drop Eric off and drive back to Sacramento. So talk about real uh, dedication. It was uh, my buddy Eric's. Man. Wow. And Brian, you mentioned you watched WrestleMania three on closed circuit, right? I did. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Oh, badass! That is so cool. We only got to see one close circuit. It was WrestleMania four, WrestleMania five. We got to watch on pay-per-view, but WrestleMania four, we had to watch at the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, close circuit. So, Oh, I would have loved to have seen three on closed circuit, dude, because that was a killer. We didn't get to watch it happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, on that Sunday, Hogan is facing Andre steamboat is facing macho man. Who's winning. These matches are happening and I have no idea what's going on. It was such a killer. And the good part was, is our local paper, I think it was the Oakland Tribune, they would put the results, but only of the big matches. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to know who won between like the Bulldogs and Tito against the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. Like I wanted to know who won those matches too. We didn't get those results, but yeah, I had to literally wait for the newspaper the next day. I would have killed to have seen WrestleMania three when it happened. We wanted to know if Billy Jack Haynes threw up uh, during uh, that match, (laughs) which he did. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was, uh, I just remember the crowd like exploding for Roddy's match and for when Ricky Steamboat won the IC title. And of course with Hogan, just being in that, that arena with thousands of people watching it was, it was a really cool experience for sure. Oh, that's awesome. And that was at Arco yes yeah okay. so i'm sure it was uh it was probably similar for you guys as far as being having thousands of people around you when uh when randy won the title at wrestlemania 4 i'm guessing the crowd probably uh lit up pretty good oh yeah it was quite the pop but uh i'll never forget to this day there was only one person crying when strike force lost the belts to demolition god damn I'm <laughs> right next to him it's, i'm never gonna live that down brian never <laughs> real uh, tears folks real tears well it was it was a different world back then it was okay it's okay <laughs> it was okay yeah it was okay i'll just never let him forget it <laughs> nope nope well this time let's look at uh the andre the giant uh 1984 figure with the long hair what do you guys think of that figure oof <laughs> oof well we we actually have a uh an affectionate name that we've given to that one and it's dumpster fire face andre wow yeah it, um, it's a rough look. It, it It is a very, very rough look. But to LJN's credit, they did it right later when they gave him the short hair, put him in the trunks, put him in the heel singlet. Uh, but that particular figure, while I did use it a lot, and if you don't mind, I'll go first, Jeff, 2.3. Oh, dude, 2. we're, on the same, we're on the same wavelength. I had a 2.4. Oh, oh, there you go. Wow, I went lower than you did. That's a first. I had 2.4. Like, immediately when Brian mentioned it, I was like, yeah, 2.4. It's hey, it's one of my least favorite LJNs. Hey, Brian, out of curiosity, are you taking everybody's score and kind of doing an average after you get done with all the guests? You got it. Okay. Ah, yeah, yeah. got it. I see okay. what you're doing. I see what you're doing. So out of curiosity, so I went 2.3, Jeff went 2.4. What's the average so far, ballpark? 
of where that oh. Andre is fitting in. Let's see. I haven't, I haven't, I've got them all written down, but I haven't averaged them. I would guess looking at the scores, it's going to be an average right around three for Andre. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Cause that he is, I mean, I called hillbilly average, but Andre is definitely average to below average in terms of what LJN did. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know who it is when you look at it, but you're like, man, mm -hmm. that's a rough sculpt. They did so much better. Yeah. And again, they, they did them right later, which I think is a credit to LJN, but that first one, oof. Yeah. It's, it's really fun too. Just, uh, hearing each guy and, uh, each guest and who their favorite figure was like, I, I never would have known that Nate from ring skirts, like big John stud is his all time favorite figure, you know? So, Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, or drew Vensel junkyard dog is, is his favorite. So it's just kind of funny hearing people's favorite figures and, and seeing what they rate them. Um, my best friend, Eric, like every he's, he's such an optimist, like, every figure he's like oh yeah that one gets five stars <laughs> and so um, <laughs> and, and like he's got, um out of the figures that we've done with him so far he's rated uh seven figures and six of them have gotten five stars but uh, <laughs> but andre got 4.5 so there you go <laughs> oh my gosh wow that's a high rating but you know and we always say it on the show too everything with these judging the figures it's all subjective Right. Everybody's going to have a different opinion. Some people are going to have favorites that other people hate. For example, my favorite figure of all time is the Macho Man Slim Jim San Diego Comic-Con by Mattel. Right. And, but Jeff is like, I don't like that figure. And other people have been like, that's not even a wrestling figure. But it's my favorite of all time. And I grew up in the LJN era. But I just love how subjective it is that you can talk to all these different people. And each one is going to have a different favorite figure based on whatever aesthetic they see. And I like that. Well, that and the outlook that people have, like, like to me, and I haven't asked him about it, but for my but my buddy, best friend Eric, it's like, for him, he's probably like, okay, these were like the perfect toys. These were friggin' awesome. What what am I gonna take away from any of them? They're perfect. And then so it's like, oh yeah, five stars, five stars, five stars. It's like, like except for that Andre, four point five. You know, so he's like so, Meltzer like reviewing a, AEW matches. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah yep so now I, I appreciate everybody's different outlooks it's kind of cool absolutely um, yeah um if we go to the next one it's uh jimmy snooker so possibly your very first ljn did you guys get other ljns when you bought jimmy snooker or does is that the very first and there weren't any others on the shelf oh that's a good question on the snooker I remember getting him, but I don't remember if I got others with him. Usually we got him in batches. I thought we got JYD with him. It was JYD? I thought JYD was with him. Okay. Okay. That that would kind of make sense because we normally didn't get just one. We got them in batches, batches. of like two to five. Yeah. You know, like we would get a good chunk of the wave. Um, so I'm pretty sure we finished out series one at least with Snooka because we got Hogan first. Mm -hmm. Um for me though that snooker and again this is a huge nostalgia thing uh i'm going 4.9999 as, as high as you can go without giving it a five because that is the figure that sparked my passion for wrestling not just wrestling figures but for wrestling in general it got me started into this yeah the very snooker, cool the snooker has so many memories um i'm not gonna go too high on it because i'm really trying to be looking at it today to, through today's eyes but man, there's so much nostalgia with that Scott's story of like 
go into best with mob or service merchandise or whatever it was. Um, I'm going to go 4.1 on that one. Cool. The bare feet, the trunks. I, I didn't even mind the pose because I think uh, Drew Vensel, he rated that one kind of low because he didn't like the pose, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he wanted the uh, he wanted it to be able to do a, a, a splash off the top. So I think having both his arms up would have made Drew happy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he might like the Hasbro a little more than the LJN. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to go for one on that one. There's a lot of happy memories with that figure. Cool. Have you guys heard the stories of how the uh, the mold was originally intended for Sergeant Slaughter and Slaughter signed with Hasbro? Yes. Yes. Yep. Very cool. And uh, and while we're there, are you guys all in on all the big uh, rubber guys or just the actual guys from the era? I think you've talked a little bit about it on your show. It, yeah. For me personally, I have to be out on those. Um, I don't want to be though. It's just my budget doesn't allow me to invest that kind of money into those figures. Um, it's, but it's not, again, it's not for a lack of want. I would love to have that slaughter. I think it's outstanding. Would love to have the demolition figures and man, that Marty Janetti is outstanding as well. And if they could do a Shawn Michaels to pair up with them, oh man, that's even better. But unfortunately budget doesn't allow me, but again, it's not for a lack of want for not having those figures. And it's going to be picking and choosing for me as well. Uh, I got the demolition figures. The good thing about them is it's free shipping. They are $50, but it's free shipping. So that kind of helps alleviate some some of the pressure on the wallet. But it's going to be picking and choosing. Like, I do want the flare. Um, I know they got Savage coming in Series 3. So I'm curious which Savage they go with, the look as well. And the look's going to be uh, dependent on if I get it or not. But it has to fit into that era, I think. If I was going to invest in the big rubber guys, they'd have to fit into that LJN era. Like with the retros, I would really only want guys, and I'm kind of out on the retros too, but if I was going to be in on them, they'd have to fit into that Hasbro era. I don't want to get like, for example, like an ECW guy to fit in with my LJNs. That doesn't, again, I don't know if it goes back to my whole thing with things being in scale, but if I wouldn't have collected it in 87 or 88, probably don't want it in my collection but that's just a yep. personal preference no i hear you and i'm on the same uh same thing with the budget and also space um so i, yes. I went with demolition and uh demolition sergeant slaughter and rick flair are the ones that i uh, am going with so far and we'll have to to see how picky and choosy i am on the rest of them i guess are you gonna go for savage too uh it depends uh I, I'm on the shelf with that too. Uh, I saw a picture of him with the uh, neon green trunks in a kind of like the Hulk pose with the uh, fists together and it, towards his stomach um, and uh, an orange bandana. And I'm not sure if I'm in love with that uh, with that pose. And then I I've got a uh, a couple of custom savages on LJN that I've done that that I, I really like and, and want to keep those. So I don't know if I'll, I'll get, make the extra real estate for Savage unless I'm really in love with the figure. You've definitely done well on your customs. By the way, which paint do you use? So I'm just primarily I use the uh, acrylic, just the inexpensive matte acrylic paint from Walmart. And when I brush Mod Podge on there, it glosses them up quite a bit. And then okay. uh, so the only problem is like if you're they're basically pretty much for display and when you display them the uh there's a tackiness to the mod podge where you don't want to have like the figures like resting up against some 
paint finish that you're worried about or up against oh. the other figures because there is the potential for them to to trade paint especially if they're in like a hot humid environment so that's the the thing that i don't know how to get past so that's the only drawback on these painted figures is uh like i say the mod podge protects the paint but it's it's got a little bit of tackiness to it so got it got it yeah yeah if we look at the uh junkyard dog ljn um did you guys have the gray the black or the red chain and what kind of ratings would you each give jyd uh we have the red chain uh score man i it, it was jyd i love the red wasn't a huge huge fan of the pose but you know what made it great is remember when JYD would do that where you get on all fours and you would do that headbutt. Oh you could, yeah. You could do that with the uh, figure. Um, and that's one of the things I loved about the LJNs is it really made you use your creativity. I loved yeah, yeah. the LJNs because there was no pose. So you had to figure out how you were going to do a, I don't know, a pile driver or a, um, a figure four or whatnot. You really had to use your creativity as a kid. Um, I wanted to throw that in, but JYD score, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 4-2 on that one. Okay. Yeah, I'm right in the same ballpark, 4-4 four, four for me. Um, I, again, I, I actually really like the pose because, like Jeff said, you could do that when he got on all fours and did the running across the ring headbutt. Um, it was a great pose for the power slam, his finisher. Um, I love the inclusion of the chain. Again, a strong point of LJNs was the accessories. Love the inclusion of the chain. Um, the only nitpick I have is I wish they would have put him in the baby blue tights mm -hmm. and not the red. I was, I was more partial to the baby blue colored tights, but that's more of a nitpick. I think that they got the face right. I love just the pose of them, everything about that figure. Plus, I was a huge Junkyard Dog fan. So, yes, there's some nostalgia coming in. I'm going 4-4 on that. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've done one with the uh, with the baby blue tights that I did for somebody that I shipped off to them. It turned out really cool. I, I always wanted the white tights, so I've done a few with yes. white tights. And then... Uh, and I thought he was great to do his thump power slam in that uh, that pose also. Yeah. Um, I was also jealous of all those little kids on Wrestling Challenge and Wrestling Superstars that got to get in the ring and dance with JYD and George. <laughs> part, part of me told me I'd be too embarrassed to do it. But now looking back, man, I wish I'd gotten to do that boogie in the, in the ring with JYD. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. That would have been awesome. And, and I wondered if he did it at house shows or if he only did that for TV. So I I don't know. I think he did do it in Oakland. And we went for did. that first show. I think he did get some I kids in the he, ring with him. Yeah, I think he did. I think he pulled one kid into the ring. Very cool. Well, let me uh let me uh get back with you guys again. If that if you guys have time, I'll uh I'll uh hit you up again for another episode, but uh have this one come to a close. Is that uh, cool with both of you? Absolutely. Good, Let's do it. I'll all right. Having so much fun talking to you guys. I really appreciate you being on here um, for Legendary Wrestling Figures. Um, this is 80s Wrestling Fan Brian. Thanks again, Scott. Thanks again, Jeff. No problem. I will you talk to it. you soon. All right. Take care. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, plunder, we rap, and you think of me hot as your ho we kidnap a rabbit and don't give a hoot. You got me hard as your ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me.